Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to a new week. And if I've mapped things out right, we're going to make our way all the way through Galatians 5 this week and then all the way through Galatians 6 next week. But uh, no promises. It's a great morning out here, by the way. It, uh, flowers are blooming and the jasmine are blooming everywhere and smell great. And there's a beautiful breeze. So good day to be alive. Here's what Paul has to say in Galatians 5, and this is verses 2 through 12. Mark my words. I, Paul, tell you that if you let yourselves be circumcised, Christ will be of no value to you at all. Again, I declare to every man who lets himself be circumcised that he is obligated to obey the whole law. You who are trying to be justified by the law have been alienated from Christ. You've fallen away from grace. For through the Spirit we eagerly await by faith the righteousness for which we hope. For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision nor uncircumcision has any value. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. You were running a good race. Who cut in on you to keep you from obeying the truth? That kind of persuasion does not come from the one who calls you. A little yeast works through the whole batch of dough. I'm confident in the Lord that you will take no other view. The one who is throwing you into confusion, whoever that may be, will have to pay the penalty. Brothers and sisters, if I am still preaching circumcision, then why am I still being persecuted? In that case, the offense of the cross has been abolished. As for those agitators, I wish they would go the whole way and emasculate themselves. Well, there's a lot that we could comment on here, and it's probably foolish to choose a big chunk, but I really wanted to get through this Uh, section today so that we could dive into the stuff I'm really excited about. Not to say I'm not excited about these 10 verses or so. Um, This section contains one of the funniest, and I think, uh, verses or or the place where Paul is maybe at at his sarcastic best in verse 12 when he is saying to those Judaizers who are teaching the Galatians that in order to be right with God, they have to be circumcised, that he wishes that they would uh, go the whole way. Uh, And I'll let you just kind of fill in the gaps with your imagination of what he's suggesting there, but it's really quite hilarious. Um, There's a lot in here. There's a lot in this passage that I care about. Um, But I just can't bring myself to once again go into the, you know, a, a, a five or eight minute conversation around the law and grace. I think you've gotten the point um, on that. I just want to talk about running the race. And since Paul gives us the language, I'm going to, I'm going to capitalize on it. In verse 7, he says, You were running a good race. Were, past tense, means they're not now. And he says, Who cut in, cut in on you to keep you from obeying the truth or to keep you from running a good race? And this is just a, a fantastic image, a clear image of a person who is doing their best, doing what they're called to do. They're, they're running their, their race in their lane at their pace, you know, going to finish well. And then somebody cut in front of them, um, and prevented them from keeping their pace essentially. And there's all kinds of things that can impede us or impact us in running the race. And if you don't know, and I'm sure you do, running the race is a, is a widely used metaphor for for our Christian lives. Our walk, our journey with Jesus is described as a race repeatedly throughout the word. And, um, you know, we can take our eyes off the finish line and we can drift off course. Um, We can stumble and fall. 
distractions were a lot like the dogging up. And in this case, Paul is saying that the that the problem with our with completing the course and running the race that's been marked out for us is that a false teacher has actually cut in front of us and cut us off and probably either you know the imagery here would be causing us to 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 trip up our feet and fall get hurt and fall because of the false teaching or to simply just get in the way so that we no longer have our eyes fixed on Jesus we have our eyes fixed on this 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 false teaching so um you know, I had, I, I had a dream about um, a little over a year ago, and in that dream, uh, I, I've shared it with some of you or many of you, but it, it wasn't a nightmare. It was, it was a, I, w- I didn't wake up feeling condemned, but it was a severe, significant, like, wake-up call. And in the dream, to make a very long story short, I was given the assignment of speaking in front of a large group of people who were young in the Lord and very hungry. And I was required to speak only on my field of expertise. And in this dream, the only field of expertise I had was living a life for God that was almost but not quite great. Like I had fallen short of what it meant to live a great life in God. And the only thing that defined a great life was running the race marked out for you. That was it. Like if you just ran your race, that that was a great life. And I somehow had fallen short of it. And in that dream, I had a, um, a number of pictures that the Lord showed me of things that had caused me in that dream to not run the race marked out for me. And one of the most vivid examples I remember in my dream was of somebody cutting in front of me and, and, and getting in, way, in the way of my vision, my view of the finish line. And I think that's exactly what Paul's getting at here is that it's so easy to allow um, and particularly in, I mean, I see a lot of it these days, a lot of young people, a lot of former leaders in the church, worship leaders, pastors, authors, key figures who are getting, you know, whole new views and visions of the way they should live their lives based upon what Paul calls earlier in Galatians, the the basic elementary principles of the world. He's saying that the kind of stuff that the world governs itself by becomes very alluring, cuts in front of us, and begins to replace or supplant the clear clarion vision that we have of of Jesus, of our, our finish point, our fixed point that we race toward. And that can be, you know, did God really say we have to live our lives this way? Or... You know, the world is saying with increasing volume that you don't have to live by this scriptural truth. And even sometimes the way the world makes arguments kind of sort of feels right um, because it, it just would be easier. And I know that one of those areas to me that's very clear these days is the area of sexuality and marriage and, and gender and all these things. It's just so easy to buy into the... Um, the easier route out. Uh, but uh, it's a perfect example, I think, of a false teaching that cuts into our lane and cuts us off from the race. And so um, I just want to encourage you on this Monday to just set your course, set your eyes squarely on the Lord, and don't let anyone cut you off with this false, with any kind of false teaching. Um, and just ask Jesus to be your your clear fixed point and ask him to run alongside of you 
uh, it's what he's willing to do by grace. And so, Jesus, we love you and we thank you that you are so good to us. You are uh, so desirous. You're even more desirous of a, of, a, of a right relationship with us than we are. You desire to know us more than we desire to be known by you even. And so we ask that your, your grace would bombard the safe exteriors, the, uh, the outer gates where we try to keep you and that you would be welcomed into the deep recesses of our heart. In Jesus' name, amen and Maranatha.